Welcome to The Wag, presented by Sport Clips, the official podcast of the Canadian Football League. So this is a weird one. This is pretty bizarre. This is the Waggle podcast. It is still brought to you by the CFL.ca. It is still brought to you by our friends at Sport Clips. And thank you for their support. Uh, when you're able to, in the future, be sure to go to a Sport Clips and have that MVP experience, the, the massages, the shampoos, maybe just some human interaction and connection. I'm happy to do this with David Sanchez and Chris O'Leary. It's nice to talk to somebody other than my child and my wife. Because we are in extraordinary times, fellas. How are you doing? <laughs> TJ, good, good, uh, good day. It's, uh, it is uh, extraordinary times, but uh, it's good to be able to connect uh, some way through technology. I'm with you. Uh, it's been uh, talking to the same, uh, my, my wife and, and my daughter and, and stuck in my house. So it's, uh, it, it's good to... Uh, be able to chat with with you guys a little bit here, talk some talk some football, get our minds off of the the madness uh, that's going on, just for a brief moment of the madness that's going on in the world. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's n- nice to hear your guys' voices. Just to like you said, hear hear some new voices and and have some some different conversations. It's uh, definitely try and kind of in the same boat. Just uh, me and my girlfriend at, at our apartment, and uh, it's been I'd say ninety five percent fun, which I think is pretty good given the the circumstances. <laughs> And uh, yeah, just uh, just good good to talk to you guys and to to talk some football. Well, hopefully we can keep this podcast 100 percent fun given what's going on. And if if by some means you haven't been paying attention at all for the last month and you don't know what we're referencing, um, most of you obviously know that COVID 19, the coronavirus, has disrupted our economy, our businesses, in a way, our politics, but certainly our sports, because right now they don't exist. Uh, our, our pop culture events, concerts, and leagues have pretty much shut down. January 30th, the World Health Organization called this a global health emergency, um, which they've only done six times since 1938. And what we haven't seen, no matter if it was wars or 9-11 or uh, catastrophes of nature, we haven't seen multiple leagues, never mind all of them shut down at the same time. So I'm going to be honest, we're not, we are not together. We, we are independently self-quarantining at our homes, but we're doing this via technology. We're going to try not only ourselves an escape, but to give you an escape, but also we're going to try and be sensitive to the fact that you may not really care about what's going on in the CFL right now. You may have some bigger fish to fry, which is totally understandable. And what's great about a podcast is you can binge these when you feel like it. You don't have to get to them right now. Uh, But we are going to, for as long as we can, try and provide this platform as a space just to get away from some real life issues. Uh, Let's try to let's move this podcast to talking about what's going on in Chris's house over the last uh, weeks. He said it's been 95 percent fun. (laughs) I like to know what's going on in Chris's house. It sounds like. Uh, more interesting than canceled combines and uh, and uh, all the other things. Chris, what's going on in your house? Um, I mean, I, I think when I, when I say 95%, I'm, I'm going to try and backpedal this as, as quickly as I can, knowing that uh, my, my wonderful girlfriend and partner in life is one door away from me right now. Um, I, I think there are, there are 
inevitable conflicts that are going to come up, right? I think with anybody, I think we're all in in that situation. I'm sure we've 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 bickered and, and stuff like that with uh, our significant others, uh, especially over the last three four days. Um, I, I, I tried to uh, eat a frozen pizza. I tried to eat a frozen pizza <laughs> yesterday, and I almost got my arm cut off. <laughs> my wife wasn't playing it. No, I, I think sensitivities get heightened, and, and yeah, and I, I think the the issue in our place, and I think it's a valid one, is um, we're, we're in a condo, and um, you know, and I assume it's a very full building right now, so I think you can hear everything that your neighbors are doing, or a lot of things. So there's uh, there's always those mysterious noises that you hear from your neighbors, and uh, you know, it sounds like they're probably pushing boulders across the floor or something. You you always wonder what's going on. So I, I think that's getting to uh, to both of us. And uh, yeah, there, there's a, a, a kind of nonstop uh, pounding. My, my theory is uh, jump rope happening up above us and uh, sets one of us off. And uh, <laughs> I think that was, that was the other 5% yesterday was, was, was that um, we, we were kind of arguing about how to handle that, that issue and whether pounding on walls and uh, yelling through the ceiling to shut up is uh, an effective means and, and, and what can possibly come from that and things like that. Um, you know, I'm I'm choosing to focus on the 95% right now. We're we're, we're overall having a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, so, jump rope, I love it. What was it for you guys? Maybe what was a time in the last week or two weeks or event or thing? What was it for you guys where it switched and you kind of realized, oh, this is this is different. Um, I mean, I, I think the whole thing, right? Like just, I mean, even, even just listening to your intro on this, I mean, it's it sounds like if if you weren't if someone told you this a week ago that we'd we'd be opening the podcast this way, it, it just sounds like something out of a movie, right? I can't, that's what I, that's what I keep thinking as you know I see an empty parking lot from my balcony uh, in front of the uh, the Metro grocery store, and uh, just kind of an absence of people, just that the emptiness, I guess, that that you're starting to see in the in the streets and stuff is uh, it just it it's your reality, but it, at the same time, I think it doesn't seem real. I think that that constantly hits me. Yeah, when I heard. You know, months start thinking in terms of months and and no longer weeks. That's that's uh, that was probably the uh, the point in which I thought, if you know, from a sports standpoint, I started to think about uh, the, you know it, what sports might be in, in jeopardy and and how long realistically. Because look, we we all know we're, we're talking about this. We're we're being. Uh, lighthearted about it and but we we all know the big picture uh, you know what uh, you know small uh, of small importance uh, sports are right now to the big the big picture of, of, of health and the economy and, and just people people trying to um, you know live live their live their daily lives and, and uh, sports is such a small a small part of that in the big scheme of things but when I look at it from the from the landscape of, of sport it's it is a huge part of um, of, of a lot of people's life, and for us, it's a part of. It's not just uh, entertainment; it's also the, uh, the way we make a living. So, you know, when I when I started to hear of of talking months, not weeks, that that to me uh, really hit home because I, I realize now that we're we're going to be smashing. See, in the best case scenario, we're going to be smashing seasons together. You know, the NBA uh, playoffs are going to be the same time as as uh, you know, the middle of the CFL season or NHL, and if and that's in the best case scenario, if these things, um, you know, if we're fortunate enough to get this turned around and 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 get back to it, so that, that was to me when I started thinking about months, that was what really uh, when it really sunk in. 
Yeah, I don't know about you guys. I'm generally the alarmist in my family, in all my text groups, uh, with my friends, and I haven't been paying attention to what's been going on over, overseas. And my kind of stance this entire, I suppose, month has been, like, viruses don't care about borders. Like, if you look at what's going on in Italy and, and the people basically saying we're two weeks behind them, and you look at what's going on, I was like, yeah, no, this this is going to be an issue. But really, it it hit me in a way of, I think it was last Wednesday night when the NCAA tournament was virtually canceled. Rudy Gobert is trending. Tom Hanks is trending. And they, they were agent zero in entertainment and sports for the coronavirus. And I had this impulse, and I don't know if you guys had it. I, I kept picking up my phone and checking scores out of habit and there were no <laughs> scores to check like it was just i was opening up my fantasy app i was opening up you know my sports net app to check scores seeing what's on twitter i'm like yeah that's right there are no games for the first time in my life uh, there were no sports like that was the rhythm of your life 7 p.m or 7 30 eastern the, no matter what time of year there was a sports game on then late night games at 10, like that was gone. And I think that's the first time when that hit me because the realization was, oh, this is, it's going to be like this for a while. The, a big part of my ego, my id, my identity is sports, and, and professionally and personally, and that's that's just gone. So, I, yeah, I've kind of been um, – it, 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 to be clear, there are many, many bigger issues than the fact that there's nothing on the sports calendar – but it was it was an eye opener to be like, oh, yeah, that's right. Like, what am I going to fill all of this time with? Yeah, it, it took me um, a few days where um, where I went through something similar. I wasn't necessarily checking the scores, but I would get up in the morning and I would think about like, oh, so and so we're playing tonight. Uh, there's a good game coming on, you know, Saturday. It's just I think the way that we're all programmed to think about what we're going to be watching sports wise and uh it, it took a good two, three days for that to kind of go away. And uh, it, it was sort of, yeah, just jarring to uh, to realize, like, oh, actually, no, there there are no games tonight. The Raptors aren't playing. You know, there's there's no uh, TNT doubleheader on Thursday. Um, yeah, to I think to, to see that stuff just halt and, and just it, it's literally to watch the world stop is uh, just, yeah, it's so off-putting. I mean, I, I feel like that's, that's something we're, we're probably going to talk about for the rest of our lives. It, it changed a big part of my life and that was uh any and all sports and that's uh I sat home after I got I got I finished my dinner put my daughter to bed and then I, I grabbed my my red wine and I, I got ready to find whatever game I would uh, place place a wager on the NBA or whatever it was going to be and there's no game to bet on so that's maybe maybe I realized uh, the one um bright light that came out of this is I realized that I'm an addict that it's that's honest for you to say and yeah. it, it's it's crazy that um being forced to go cold turkey you know gave you that that sharp realization <laughs> i mean I, I don't know if you i'm the only one it. i'm the only one during this pandemic and this economic crisis that's actually <laughs> my 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 finances i've actually i've actually made money um yeah. my portfolio is up it's up 18 percent in the last three weeks because of no gambling <laughs> yeah, well, that just means that you were a bad gambler, is what that that's, means. That's a that uh, is a fact. I've seen online people betting on the weather as as a as a thing that people can bet on now. The amount of action 
in terms of where Tom Brady was going to sign as soon as we were blessed with a little bit of sports news uh, after he declared he's not going back to the Patriots uh, was crazy. Yeah, I mean, there are many sub-economies that are, are going to be and have already been impacted based on this because sports is not just the professional leagues. They fuel so many other parts of our culture. Uh, but but I, I think the, the biggest one has to be sports betting, does it not? Like they, they, there literally is no product for which Vegas is built on right now. Yeah, for anybody who does who doesn't realize that that's that is the vehicle that drives sport is betting, one hundred percent. And it's going to in the next five years, we'll, we'll next it's already become. But in the next two or three years, it will be every sport, every game in stadiums, and and that will be it. And but now you you do realize that, and if you you know they pull up anything online and you see the the economic. Um, implications because of because of the lack of, of sport and, and sport betting it's affected a lot of people not just my degenerate self I'm, I'm teasing of course but it, it, it is affecting a, a lot no 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 question and it's a huge loss without the march madness tournament like not even getting any of that revenue vegas sports books make more money off of march madness than they do the super bowl so that just shows you how big that is for for the gambling industry. I actually want to touch into you as an athlete, Davis, because one of the things, and again, this is all relative in terms of you know what really are crises right now. But one of the things that really actually made me kind of sad was the seniors who are never going to have an opportunity to play in the tournament. Forget about seniors, all uh, NCAA athletes and and, and many youth sports athletes that were about to play in some spring sports that had their entire seasons uh, wiped away. I, I, I felt bad for them because they don't really have anyone to be angry at. Right? There's, there's nothing you can do. But just take us back to Davis Sanchez with hair at Oregon. <laughs> it, if, if you had worked, I mean, you did work your, your entire life to get to a point, and then all of a sudden for something unforeseen, the, the Pac-10 at the time championship was canceled or the bowl game you guys were going to play in the Rose Bowl was canceled. And that was it. I mean, you, you luckily had a pro career, but many of those kids, as you know, will never play another snap. Can you try and illuminate us on, on what that would feel like? Yeah, rea- reality is it's, it's – in a situation like this, we all – We'll feel sorry for ourselves for us for a split second, but when you look at the big picture, I, I think it's really difficult for anybody right now at this point to to dwell on those things because of everything else that goes on. I really believe that that the NCAA and there's been discussions about it already. They're going to do the right thing, and, and the right thing I believe is is to allow all of these seniors. Uh, whether you play a, a sport that wasn't finished like basketball or a spring sport, uh, to your point, you know, track and field or whatever, whatever it may be, uh, they allow those people, if they want their, they so choose to go back and, 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 and play that season again next year if, if indeed their sport ends up being canceled, which it looks like it's going to be. Uh, I think that's what the NCAA is going to do. And that, would, would that not be uh, the right thing to do? And if you want to go to the pros, if you're a guy that, that uh, gets drafted or is going to move on and, 
and play at the next level, whatever sport that is, which we all know the percentage of, of those NCAA athletes is under 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 five percent, probably under three percent. So there's not many of those, but but I, I, is that not the right thing to do? I mean, I don't know how you feel, O'Leary, but I think it's the only thing to do. I mean, if you have people coming back for more education, that's never a bad thing. You could you could figure out the the scholarship rules in terms of you have freshmen coming in and what what the roster size will be and do you need some exemptions. But I, I think in a year where we missed the NCAA tournament and there were so many small schools that were great stories like Dayton, um, it would be amazing to have a super tournament next year where you have all these teams with built-in chemistry with super seniors coming back. Um, it would add more intrigue, which is, I think, what what the sport is going to need. So, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, sometimes the, 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 the right decision is an easy decision. I think in this case, that, that would be it for me. Yeah, I think that's, that's what you have to do is um, offer up that opportunity for the seniors to, to come back. And I don't know if maybe that means increasing red shirts for the freshmen on, on the other end of that, but um, you, you kind of do what you can to, to make that work. And it, it, the one thing I think about is just the NCAA gets so much negative press um, in terms of whether it's about, you know, paying the athletes or taking advantage of them, uh, you know, just making so much money off of something that they, they still label as amateur sport. Um, this is such an easy PR home run for them to, uh, to just extend that season for the seniors, uh, bring them back. It's, it's a good story. And, uh, you know, put a put a, a rare good light on the NCAA. It might even make the tournament better. Like for uh, I mean, it's it's yeah, we're all the three of us. We're all hoop guys. It, this kind of would it might even adding a new crop of, of freshmen in out of high school next year and then keeping the seniors. It's, it might take us back to the to the late 90s, the late 90s and the mid 90s of of Kentucky and Kansas and Duke and Michigan and and uh, actual actual not one and done and yeah and that, some, that's three uh, one and done super seniors yeah it'll actually make the tournament better but uh they'll do the right thing i think everyone understands and we've seen it from uh, all sort of different avenues that that people are realizing that this is uh, it is not a cookie cutter um situation and then there's no there's no exact science for all this stuff and i i, I believe that from a society standpoint we all know that just doing the right thing is uh it's going to be the, the right answer. Yeah, and uh, it doesn't mean the, doing the right thing is not hard at times, but um, it needs to be done. And I, I think, you know, when we look at this time of year in, in the football calendar and in relation to the NCAA, you got a lot of CFL talent evaluators going to pro days, evaluating talent that may or may not be in the NFL. That obviously not happening. As we're having this conversation, full disclosure, on Wednesday morning, I, I get a push alert that something that's been rumored is now in effect and that there's a travel ban between countries, between the United States and Canada, which, you know, as, as we know, is the longest, you know, non-militarized border in the world. It's, O'Leary, my, my first thought goes to you. From an operation standpoint, the, the CFL did the right thing, which was a hard thing, in shutting down the combine. Mm -hmm. If you are a football ops leader right now, how are you navigating these times, getting ready for a season that may eventually happen? What are some of the implications on the CFL of what we're, we're seeing in our culture? Yeah, I think um, the hardest thing is just, I guess, the the pace that everything's changing, right? I mean, I was I was on a call with some football ops guys yesterday morning talking about things, and you know, 
24 hours now, it's it's already uh, changed, right? The, if, if we have the the borders closing, and I think that that would be um, a big challenge for for everybody, right? I mean, this league is so reliant on American talent. You know, I, th- I think off the top of my head, I would think that the uh, the regional scouts that most teams have, if not all teams have, um, might still be able to kind of look at players. I mean, and who knows how much athletes are, are working out right now. They probably shouldn't be out uh, in, in big groups, uh, you know, training and things like that. Um, but I mean, I, I think, yeah, cross-border travel is such a, a big part of this league and uh, it's it's a, a huge obstacle. It's not insurmountable, but it, it definitely changes things, right? And it, it just, it's a matter of if you're in Canada, you're working with Canadian talent. If you're in the States working for a CFL team, I think you're going to be evaluating talent that way. And um, yeah, and I, I think that's the, the, the most challenging thing to me in this is just how much everything changes. And, you know, it's changed today. Who knows what changes we're going to be looking at in a week, you know, or uh, three or, or a month or something. It's just, uh, it's it's incredibly hard to gauge kind of what comes next and how it's reacted to. Yeah, Davis said, you know, start thinking about months, not weeks. Mm-hmm. And, and he was referring to, obviously, what, what's going on in, in the world. But I, I think, you know, you have to look at the timeline or, if not even longer when it comes to sports. And the CFL, in a way, they're benefiting from the fact that their season was not live uh, when everything shut down. But your training camps are scheduled to open May 17th, right? So it's you know, virtually two months from now. Regular season is supposed to kick off June 11th. Uh, even just to be able to have people traveling and, and, and proving that, they're healthy you have to do that you know over the case of you know a a month or so plus you have to continue to test people i just think logistically especially in a league where you're trying to celebrate the fact that cfl 2.0 we're inviting people from across the globe i'm not really sure how that's possible in 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 two months from now at what point do you see a red line in the sand in terms of we're going to have to move the season back or, or suspend it as well the way Major League Baseball has. Um, I mean, it's it's hard for me to say. I, I, I don't know what the exact line in the sand would be, but the, you're right. I think I think there would have to be one. And um, again, as I think as things continue to evolve and, and more um, restrictions are put in, I think, you know, that that kind of makes makes you think about it more. But uh, yeah, to, to, to be honest, I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I, I would think that there's there is a point. I don't, I don't know where it is uh, and what, what the league would, would determine uh, is that cutoff point. But um, yeah, you would you would think, like you said, uh, if you're looking at May 17th training camps, I mean, you need everything to kind of unfold perfectly, I think, over the, the next few weeks and everyone to stay inside and numbers to really go down. And uh, yeah, we just don't know. Right. I mean, it's just there, there's so much up in the air. And uh, yeah, I think I think a lot of things need to fall into place for for things to personally, I think, for things to kind of just remain on schedule. I think there's a value on veterans now because, I mean, are you going to have a rookie camp? Are you going to have a, a QB camp? Are you going to have a mini camp? The ability, it was tough enough to make a team in training camp the way people are basically disregarding preseason games. It, so now, in terms of learning systems and getting reps to, to prove you should make the league, Whenever football comes back, that time window is going to be so much shorter. So I, I think there there will be, to your point, a premium on guys who have proven that they can play in the league, understand concepts, and it's going to be tougher to make an impression uh, on, on such a small uh, window of time. 
And Donovan, let me just add to that. You guys have probably heard me say this before, but I'll, I'll say it again. The Canadian Football League is the toughest place to make a roster in, in pro football if you're an American. And the reason that I say that is the reason that you just laid out, and that is the short preseason, the short training camps, which now uh, likely are going to be even shorter. And when you have, when you have um, such a tight window to show yourself and a, such a small roster and only um, limited amount of spots for those import players, uh, it's really tough to show, to, to show what you can do and, and um, supplant a, uh, an, an a, a established veteran. And so it really, that's, uh, it's been really tough for guys to crack rosters. And, and, and once again, it was already difficult, and now it's going to be even tougher. Yeah, I, I wonder. I think Donovan, you were you were right about the the value of a vet. And then I, I think about those guys, those names that we knew that that were floating around out there that hadn't been signed yet. I wonder if this um, gives them a little more leverage, right? Those uh, guys like Sean Lemon, Odell Willis, um, S.J. Green, if he you know wants to come back to the CFL after his his XFL stay. Uh, yeah, I, I wonder if those guys now that are out there that may have found a, a home sooner in the in the uh, or I guess closer to the, the, the regular season starting if everything was on time. Uh, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think those being a vet, knowing what you're getting into and being able to produce quickly, I think will carry a lot of weight. Well, I mean, it may, more le- may give them more leverage in terms of a roster spot. I don't know if it gives them more leverage in terms of the dollar amount that they can command. And sure. Davis, we had this conversation about Darrell Walker and what he was waiting for. And, and man, maybe, again, I'm just, you know, pragmatic and pessimistic but a bird in the hand is better than two in the bush if you have an offer in front of you i would just take it and figure out the rest later and, and listen Drew walker is it, it, when healthy you can play football you know for for whoever but i just wonder in a gate-driven league what the economic impact is on cfl clubs and thus then maybe being a little bit more prudent with how they spend their dollars and so that's why I, I think that one of the one of the consequences of this might be front offices being a little bit more frugal because they're hearing from the top down that we don't have as much disposable income to, to spend on players. What I what I do love that I've heard um, in in the city that we all live in, uh, you know, the, the MLSC teams and the uh, Blue Jays got together for the Toronto Fund. We've heard it across the country in different markets that ownership is stepping up and helping to pay some finances for the part-time workers that work at stadiums and arenas, the freelancers who often uh, get work seasonally working around the sports teams. I I mentioned the sub-economies that are impacted. It's not just the bars and the restaurants and the Ubers around big sports venues. It's the people who actually work to keep the lights on in, in big sports venues and this is some of the stuff that I've seen is kind of dispiriting on where the 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 our human races in terms of people, you know, <laughs> buying thousands of dollars of Lysol wipes and then moving them on the secondary market. Uh, but when you hear stories that people who are struggling now are, are being made whole for the time being, that's good to hear. And it's good that sports can be a vehicle to do that. Good on the organizations that stepped up and automatically did it. But I think it was a, a, a good display of, I think, social media kind of pressuring those that didn't to uh, to kind of step up and, and 
kind of do what was right and, and just sort of and take care of their their employees. And uh, you know, I think I think you see a lot of or hear a lot of the uh, the negative side of social media. And, and uh, to me, yeah, that was that was just a a good use of it. It was nice to see people just kind of rally around uh, th- those people who you know it's not th- those aren't full time positions, but they are probably segmented parts of their income that they do rely on. So it's good to see those people covered. And via social media, there's a lot of people who have rallied around us. So thank you for people who sent messages and well wishes. Really appreciate it. Continue to like, favorite, and share um, if you are so inclined. And let us know what you're up to. Tweet us. Hit us up on IG. And, and also, again, this is going to be fluid. The quality is not exactly going to be the same as you're used to. The frequency may, may change. But we're going to try and do this as much as we can. But if there are themes or topics that you want discussed, let us know. God knows we're looking for ideas. Fellas, uh, as, as we leave, you know, what's your, your lasting thought or takeaway about um, where we're at right now? It's been uh, uplifting to me to just kind of see everybody sort of hold it together. I think, um, you know, I'm one of those people that um, is kind of skeptical of uh, us as a whole sometimes. And, uh, and again, maybe social media factors into that uh, too much. But um, just small things like just when I have been out to, you know, run to the Metro to load up on things, um, you know, or, or to the LCBO to take care of uh, other needs. Uh, you know, it, it's been civil and uh, I've, I've really appreciated that. And, um, you know, I, I think we're, we're definitely in um, probably the, the most unique time of our lives. And uh, it's, you know, I, I think there, there always is that feeling or that fear that, you know, it, it could all come apart. And it's it's been uh, just, yeah, uplifting to, to kind of see people hold it together, uh, be courteous to each other for the most part. And, uh, and, and just kind of adhere to something that's, that we've never had to do before. I mean, this is kind of the opposite of how we're built just to stay in and, uh, you know, kind of go against our, our, our natural instincts to, to just go out and be around people and, uh, just to kind of see everyone, uh, fall into line on that out of necessity very quickly. I think it's a, a positive thing. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's what's sticking with me. Yeah, this is this has really been kind of put into perspective. What's important, and it's been said uh, time and time again, I'm sure. But when I, you know, for me, it's just everything has just slowed down, and and sport sport is gone, and um, your family and your friends and your community is 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 there, and that's you know just you know for me and in my neighborhood, it's it's going into the backyard and and. You know, standing and talking for 30 minutes to, you know, six feet away, but talking to you know, the, the, kid, the kids that are out in the back or the, the parents. And, you know, usually when everything's flying by so fast and uh, you feel like you're in a hurry because everything is so damn important, um, at a time like this, you realize uh, what, you know, what is important and, and to be able to you know, spend time for me it's spend time with my with my daughter or my wife and 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 just have those good conversations and time so find, making the most out of a, a really difficult situation and 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 I you know perspective and putting things into perspective and um, you know what is important and I'm not uh, this is not a public service announcement but that's just really what's kicked um, smack me in the face is just you know that everything slows down and what I what I really thought was important at a time like this is is really not and take advantage of you know hopefully hopefully we never have this this time or this uh, you know this shutdown of, of of life again 
And, but since we do have it, you know, use it to your advantage and use it to, to, you know, have those good conversations and use it to, to reset yourself. I think that's, uh, you know, from, from the Sanchez house, that's what's going on. Yeah. I mean, uh, history tells us that we will have it again. Uh, and in fact, many people, Bill Gates among them, uh, predicted that we would have it is hopefully now we learn from it and are prepared for it because we were lucky that whether it was H1N1 or Ebola or SARS, uh, that they didn't get to this level. Uh, I, the, the, the perspective is a great word, you know, Davis. The other word I, I would you know, think of that comes to my mind is, is gratitude, right? I, I think we constantly talk about you know, the fact that our healthcare workers are underpaid and underappreciated, and it's only really in times of crisis like this where they have to be brave uh, for all of us, that we really understand what that means. And, and even people who work in our schools who are also underpaid and underappreciated. Lots of people are on, on you know, Twitter complaining about, well, what am I going to do with my kids? I don't want to spend all the time with my badass kids. Well, guess what? People are paid to spend time with your badass kids every day. Now you get a small slice of what that's like. Uh, so, I mean, there's totally um, parts of our society that we lean on and we, we don't even really notice how much we lean on them until they're not there. And so I, I think we, we often take those parts of our society for granted and we should have more gratitude for them moving forward. I mean, the other thing in, in, in terms of gratitude is, is when everything returns back to normal whenever that is and or whatever the new normal becomes man don't take for granted the ability to dap someone up and give them a hug right something that we're not supposed to do right now don't take for granted the the ability to to be in a stadium to to be you know at the, the new bc place or you know the td or, or tim horns field with thousands of people cheering and screaming and giving high fives because we can't do that right now. We're not allowed to, and there are no games to do that. And so um, those small little things in life that we, again, took for granted, uh, they're going to be extra special when we're able to do them again. So so hopefully that's soon. And, and I mean, we talk about sports being a metaphor for our lives and talking about a team and, you know, I mean, every coach says, you know, together, everyone achieves more and everyone just kind of rolls their eyes and like, yeah, sure. Uh, but this is actually a situation where we as a society, we have to be a team. Like the only way we flatten this curve and the peak of whatever this is going to be doesn't come soon and overcomes our health care system, but maybe happens a bit later when we can handle it, is if everyone takes the proper precautions, if everyone is not selfish and is not you know, going out and doing things they're not supposed to be doing or is not you know, washing their hands properly for 20 seconds. Like no matter your socioeconomic status, race or gender, you actually have a part to play in this, an equal part to play. And so um, that's that's, I suppose, refreshing. And hopefully we as a as a species can pull for each other and figure this one out. Yeah, not the Amen. conversation I thought I was going to be having on the waggle <laughs> whatsoever. Uh, but here we are. A good one, though. Extraordinary times. Extraordinary times. Thank you for taking the time away from your families to do this. The listeners, thank you for listening. Uh, everyone at CFL.ca who is you know, working at home, 
um, you know, on the sides of their, their coffee tables and desks to, to put this up. Thank you so much. And we will continue to have, again, as much content as possible and appropriate on our social channels and on the website, cfl.ca. It may look and feel a bit different, uh, but we're working through things just like you are. Thanks for listening. Take care of yourself, fellas. The Waggle, presented by Sportflix the official podcast of the Canadian Football League.